F-I-F is the name is the name of the show that you just chose to play. Chose to the play. people we love are the guests on the show. They make it better than if it was just me. App by App was recorded in front of a dead studio apartment. Hey folks, we're back. It's App by App. I'm your host, Nick Maritata. Wow, we've made it 18 episodes. That's right. This is the 18th episode of the first season of App by App. We watch the 18th episode of the first season of Step by Step. How is it so synced? Let me tell you how. Because we go in order, folks. We watch TGIF's King of All White Families, <laughs> The Fosters and the Lamberts, episode by episode. We recap the episode, we talk about it, we scrutinize it. Who does me and my guest? That's who. Okay? I already told you who I am. I'll tell you who my guest is in a minute. Let's now talk about the episode for today. It is the episode number 18 of the first season. It is entitled School Days. And it's like days like, whoa, man, you're in a daze. Do you get it? Not yet, because you haven't heard about it. You probably didn't watch the episode. But let me tell you what this episode's going to be about, all right? Carol is a few credits short of getting a college degree. She always felt like she wanted to finish her degree. She just had a family. She couldn't fit it in. And now she wants to do it. How is that going to happen, though? She runs the household. She's got a whole blended family to deal with. That's right. So she tries. She stretched thin. It's not working. Who steps in? Frank. Who shouldn't be able to do this? Frank. Who fucks it up? Frank. That's what we're dealing with here. Uh, I got to be honest, this episode isn't a barn burner like the last one. It ain't. But there's some gems in there. The biggest gem here is my guest today. Danny Solomon. World famous comedian, world famous writer, world famous lover of the Monte Cristo sandwich, Danny fucking Solomon. He's joining the Two Timers Club. He's going to be with me. We're going to talk all about the 18th episode of the first season of Step by Step on my podcast called Ep by Ep. Stick around because it's a good one. Here we go. Folks, I'm here with my guest, Danny Solomon. Danny, thank you so much for being on the show yet again. I believe this is your second time, is it not? Yes, and I'm, I'm so happy you gave me the opportunity to watch another season one episode <laughs> of Step by Step when they were figuring it out still. Now, I'll say, I, I want to hold my, uh, my opinion of this episode. Before, I don't want to say before you say yours. W w did you enjoy this episode? Yeah, I mean, I think it was... It was sadly devoid of a lot of gimmicks that the show will throw out from time to time. I actually saw on the Netflix queue of episodes, when I went onto that page, I noticed in just two episodes, Kelly Kapowski does a guest appearance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, People... I would have, you know, that's the <laughs> shit I'm looking for. Last week, on last week's uh, Ep by Ep, uh, I had Steve O'Brien on the show. Uh, you know Steve. Uh, he also looked ahead, saw that there was a Kelly Kapowski episode, and cursed the day he was asked to do episode 17. <laughs> People yeah. are clamoring. The men are clamoring to do the Kelly Kapowski episode. <laughs> by the way, I could watch this episode on my own anytime. He did. I could watch, I could watch Saved by the Bell also. It's even hotter. He went ahead and actually watched this episode. And, and apparently this episode is uh, that episode uh, Frank's dad's on the show and turns out Frank's dad is like dating a stripper or something. So, and oh. it's not Kelly Kapowski. Okay, good. So no. that would be against type for sure. She's it would a, be. She's in every girl. She's a cheerleader. So, it's unfortunate that we're, we're having to talk about this hunk of shit when there's Kelly Kapowski episode floating in the ether. But for me, you know, I'll get there, Dan. And, uh, you know, you could go ahead and watch this and report back and let me know what you think. Um, yeah. But you know what? Let's talk about this episode. It's episode 18. It's entitled School Days. Uh, we move into the living room for the first scene. And uh, Cody is telling Mark and Brendan like a very scary story about an old man who's come back from the dead. And he likes to eat little kids. And uh, Brendan and Mark are not scared at all. They're like, fuck you, man. That's not scary. We're out of here. And they go upstairs to go to bed. 
And Cody's like, all right, well, whatever. I wasn't even trying to be scary anyway. And then he goes to leave out the front door. And right at that moment, there's a crack of lightning. And he shuts the door and he gets scared. And then he goes, hey, guys, wait up. And he runs upstairs to fuck those kids. I assume. assume. He doesn't show up the rest of the episode. So I guess he's really spent. No, I assume he was just going to snuggle with them because he was scared. And Not he can the best snuggle with them, right? He's a he's a cousin. He's part of the. Uh, he can technically snuggle with Brendan. Mark, that's a step cousin. He <laughs> should probably keep Mark on. He, Mark should be the littlest spoon. Have Brendan in the middle, and then you can have uh, Big Spoon be Cody, and then it's so legal. Mark and, Brendan. Mark and Brendan can make physical contact. Yeah, yeah, they can kiss. They can hang out if they want. But uh, Cody should stay away. You know, Cody is is 45 years old. And plus, he's already courting Dana, his uh, step uh, cousin. So there's that. Um, so not not the best cold open, but I do like a little bit of Cody. It, it just wasn't enough for this episode, in my opinion. No, yeah. I mean, if that's all you're going to do with Cody, that's another example of just what this episode, you know, lacked. It lacked that pop that the other episode, that, that one thing that you can get excited about that's present in the episode. And Cody is always a good laugh and, you know, he doesn't show up at all. So then everybody else just kind of, you know, is a downer. It's a downer you know, to listen to these people talk. I'd be a little bit more disappointed that uh, I, I assigned you a Cody-less episode if it weren't for the fact that you actually uh, guested on my favorite episode of the season so far, which was mm-hmm. Cody and the bar fight. Um, the best Cody episode. It was the best Cody episode. It's very close. I still need to think about it a little bit. Last week, we watched an episode where uh, Cody and JT had to dress up like two girls and pretend to be in an all-girl rock band. And it had, it had a great ending. Um, I, it probably did not meet the ending of the, of the bar fight, um, but it was there. It was right there as far as you know, sitcom goodness goes. Um, you, know, you always like to see a nice cross-dressing episode in the 90s. It's nice. That's true. That was the time of Ladybugs mm. had just come mm. out, you know? Oh, it, was, yeah. uh, it was a big trend. So we get the theme song. We come back. We're in the kitchen. And uh, we see JT, and he's doing his signature, drinking the milk, squeezing the chocolate milk in there, shaking it around to make a chocolate milk. It's a signature move. We've seen it four or five times on this season. But this time, he squeezes a little of that chocolate milk in his little sister Al's mouth, and she does the move. Uh, how often did you do that when you were a child? I've never done that. I mean, it seems cool, but I, you know, I'll make the drink first. I like everything to get nice and mixed up. You know, I don't want lumps in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Lumps in the mouth, not the best thing in the world, but, uh, honestly, you got to try it, Dan. You really do. I mean, uh, for crying out loud, uh, you only live once, uh, pull the JT Lambert signature chocolate move and do it in front of your wife i think she'd appreciate it she'd probably be more into it than i am i mean it seems like you know that move wasn't even jt lambert originated because the joke after that is that frank does it better started the whole thing yeah frank does it better um so uh yes that is the joke there because uh carol asks uh, jt what would your father think if he saw that and he say uh he'd think that i'm almost getting it getting as good as he is at it so we haven't seen frank do it yet but i assume that's coming up maybe they're saving that for the finale um they're all doing it together maybe carol i'm you got to think carol does it at some point in this series right she should because that's i mean just like go down into the muck with these people a little bit, Carol, you know, get your, get your hands dirty. Get your hands dirty. Snob. So, uh, we, um, after that, uh, disgusting display of drinking milk out of cartons, uh, Frank enters and, uh, Carol tells him that she feels bad about not finishing college. She only has a couple of courses left to get a degree. And, and Carol's thinking about going back and finishing up, Frank thinks that uh, it'll just be a little too much for Carol. She might be a little stretched thin, you know? I mean, she's got a lot of stuff going on. You know, she's got her job. She's got the family. Now college. And JT is perplexed that anyone would opt to go to school if they did not have to. Not Dana, though. Dana's a nerd. She thinks it's a good idea. 
And uh, JT, you know, he kind of feigns interest in Dana's rant about thirsts for knowledge, etc. Uh, and then he slams her by saying that she's got a hunk of spinach in her teeth. Um, not the best slam. Yeah, but, but this is, it's, it's a good microcosm of the argument that's going on in the country right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The smart person has you against the rope, so you just tell them they're fucking, eh, your face is ugly, yeah. and it's over. Yeah. You're fucking ugly. Well, I'll tell you who loves this joke. That would be Al and also Frank. They cackle at this until Carol shoots Frank a look. And then Frank, you know, he, he shuts up. He knows where he, know, he knows the he doesn't want to bite the hand that uh, sucks his dick. So he, <laughs> he, he uh, you, know, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. There's a couple of moments here. Frank, the horniness that is happening at Frank during this part of the season is unparalleled to any man on earth his libido it's it's unbelievable um we'll get we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh when it comes up but uh, we go to the living room and uh the all the lamberts frank's kids are all sitting on the couch they're watching wrestling and they're clearly somebody's getting pinned because they're all like one two and then dana turns off the tv and they don't get to see the three counts um it turns out that uh, dana and karen and even mark the fosters they're trying to study they don't like this whole bullshit wrestling thing going on. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they can't study in the kitchen because little shitty Brendan let his popsicle sticks melt all over the kitchen table in his, in his attempt to make the Alamo for a class project. Turns out that Alamo was not in Texas. It was the Cleveland Alamo was the joke there, Dan. I think he was actually being a little shit, right? He was trying to, he was trying to give it to JT for, you know, specifying which Alamo it was. Was that and what was going on? Yeah, he was trying. So he was being sarcastic because JT was being like, oh, the one in Texas. And it's like, no, the other one in fucking Cleveland. Like a you kid that age would be able to do that. You stupid I, I son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, when do you know that it's an obvious thing where the Alamo is? Brendan's like, what, seven? Brendan is tiny, but he is a little shit. So I wouldn't put it past that little motherfucker to shit on his older brother, who is an idiot. Uh, JT is a moron. And I would imagine that Brendan was, it could be, could be uh, a battle of wits could beat him in that. Now, what's interesting is Frank comes in and they turn the TV back on and uh, Frank's like, all right, WrestleMania. And then he picks Brendan up in like a fireman's carry, like over, over his shoulder and spins around. Now, do you think they were actually watching WrestleMania or do you think that he was doing the thing that like people who don't like wrestling do that like any wrestling event they call WrestleMania? Do you know what I mean? I think, like, I think you're blaming the you're blaming the wrong guy. It's not Frank, the character, who thinks that. It's the writers who are writing the dialogue who call WrestleMania. You know, they call any type of wrestling WrestleMania because they don't fucking know. And I believe that you know, the there was no way that you're gonna fucking have WrestleMania. So you must have gotten it as a pay per view, right? Back then, it wasn't just on regular tv had to be it was probably like 39 dollars yeah yeah so you're you're blowing 39 dollars and not everybody's in the room and dana gets to fucking turn the tv off i mean she did that's fucking unacceptable anyway to turn the tv off on someone you at least ask first you know can i fucking work here and just go clean the popsicle stick shit off of the kitchen counter that's the big lesson that everybody learns anyway is that you need to do some fucking chores in the house so why not just do that instead of turning off the TV? My main issue is they have a fucking huge room. Go to your room and study. Don't study. I hate when people decide to study or read in like a main room of a home. To me, yeah. it's just like take that shit out of here. Don't do it in front of the TV. Don't crack open War and Peace while I'm trying to watch <laughs> Jeopardy and tell me to turn it down, you know? I mean, I hate to rail on my fiance. I really do. <laughs> but she likes to journal in rooms where I'm trying to watch my, my step-by-step. And she tells me, that, hey, turn down that TV. I'm journaling. It's like, hey, I'm doing some work. This podcast puts food on the fucking table. Hey, I, I'm with you, man. My, my wife does journal as well. And sometimes I'll just realize after a little while that, 
that room has been annexed and then I have to go somewhere else. Thankfully, yeah. we got another TV yeah. and another video game system on that TV so I can, I can thrive still. Did you buy a second video game system for your second TV? It was a, it was a present for Natalie because she hadn't played a, any of the Sega games that she used to play when she was younger. So I got it for, her, for either her birthday or her anniversary, but it was one of those Sega minis mm. that has all the shit on it. And you were telling me, actually just on a private Zoom hang, mm-hmm. that you'd been playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and yeah. now I've started playing it again. And, the and first one? I got, well, I started playing the first one, but then I also got into the second one because it's a little faster and I'm better at it. So I was, I'm, I'm in like the chemical zone right, right now. I'm not sure how that's going to go. So the second one allows you to charge up and speed mm-hmm. around. That first one won't let you charge that, that Sonic up. You have to kind of just roll with it. I mean, yeah. th- th- does, the, does the, uh, the Sega Mini, does it allow you to save your progress wherever you are? You can't turn off the system, but you can leave the system on for as long as you want, turn off the TV, so... Basically, yes. That's tough. That's tough. I, I was you can, on the Switch. You could save wherever you are, and if without that, I would have never beat the goddamn game. It's so hard. I know the Switch is very expensive. That's the only problem I have. I think it's like one hundred ninety nine dollars to Switch Lite. I only have the Switch Lite. I can only do handheld. I don't play it on the on the actual TV. See, this but, was fifty um, bucks. You know, just nah, very, it's much cheaper. It's much cheaper. And it's got and it's got Street Fighter on it, and it's got all the classics. Does it have Street Fighter? Street Fighter, uh, wow. we've got Streets of Rage 2, a good one. Yeah. Echo the Dolphin. Wow, Echo. I, I used to love Echo for some reason. So peaceful. Yeah. It really, that's all it was. It's not really a fun game as much as you just kind of like to swim around, be a dolphin. It's kind of free roaming, you know what I mean? You like to free roam a little bit. Anyway, so let's just say this was WrestleMania that they were watching. <laughs> this, was, this was 1991, right? And so I looked it up. That's WrestleMania 7. And the uh, uh, what was going on in the main event was Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter. Hulk Hogan went over Sergeant Slaughter in a uh, in the main event of WrestleMania Seven. And uh, also uh, something I would have been more interested in at the time is the Macho Man Randy Savage in a retirement match against the Ultimate Warrior. So not a bad not a bad Ooh. run there if that's what they're watching. Can you imagine turning off? Hulk Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior after you paid $40 of your hard-earned money. I mean, I would have slapped those ladies if I was Al because I'm a girl. Yeah. People are are doing unacceptable things for laughs in this show, like as a bit, (laughs) but that you couldn't recover from in reality. Yeah. So Carol enters the room and turns the TV off again and announces that she's going back to college. Uh, Dana's very excited for her. Frank, not so much. Uh, Frank's basically looking at her going, who's going to do the dang housework, Carol? <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, you know, and Frank does have a business. He runs his own construction company. He's got an office. He's does have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, Carol's got her own salon that's attached to the house. Carol is the homemaker though. And, uh, Frank not to be trusted. We'll, we'll see a little bit of that in a, in a, in a minute, but, uh, Carol, uh, Carol says, don't worry about it. I made a schedule to keep myself organized. Uh, here you go. We got meals, laundry, planned spontaneity is her joke there, is the yeah. third wacky one. Um, and then Frank asks if Carol has scheduled any time to bone, any romantic time. And uh, she said, yeah, I filed it under weekend chores. <laughs> weekend but, chores. Was it or was it not in front of the kids that he said that? He said it in front of the kids. They have no problem getting super <laughs> sexy in front of those kids. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's probably one of the situations where these kids are hearing that, the, like, the headboard hit the wall every night since mm-hmm. they, had to, they were forced to blend as families. Oh, yeah. um, and Frank's a screamer, probably. Oh, yeah. Frank is doing some weird... I have a feeling they're both pretty noisy. They seem to yeah. be very proud of their sexuality. Not that they shouldn't be, but it is 1991. I say button it up a little bit. Well, speaking uh, of sexy, the I noticed that in this entire scene, once he grabs Brendan and puts him in that fireman's carry, then he just takes Brendan under his shoulder and just holds him there for the remainder of the scene. Like the entire time he's doing jokes, Patrick Duffy is holding this like little, you know, sizable, I guess like 60 pound actor at least, just holding him under one arm. 
the entire scene. Now, you did open this up by saying, speaking of sexy. Now, are, what are sexy. you referring to there? That his strength? He's strong. He's got biceps. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about the kid. <laughs> right. That's Cody's thing. <laughs> You're right. So we go to the kitchen. Carol is studying. Uh, you know, she's now got her books out. She's studying about Da Vinci uh, while she's cooking a fruit cake and a casserole. She goes, this is the big bit, though. She's like, okay, Da Vinci, philosopher, scientist, painter, fruit cake, because there's a <laughs> bell that dings. The audience thinks this is so funny that he, she would call Da Vinci a fruit cake. Because uh, we all know at that point in 1991, you call somebody a fruitcake, a man, those, thems are fighting words. Well, they'd say that Da Vinci liked to wear women's underwear. For Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Dana enters and uh, wants to run her paper. She's written a paper. She wants to run it by Carol real quick. So Carol's like, sure. So now she's got another thing going on. Then JT enters and asks Carol to iron a shirt for him. She's like, yep, no problem. Then Frank enters. Then uh, Carol asks him to hold a, a Tupperware because she's getting all freaked out. And that Tupperware she had just pulled out of like the microwave and it's hot. And so Frank takes it and he thinks it's hot. And there's a bit of a physical business where he hot potatoes it over to uh, you know JT who hot potatoes it over to Dana who hot potatoes it on the table. Um, and it's just turns out that Carol might be a little in over her head here. Uh, she's so busy. She can't even kiss Frank. Okay. So now the romance is taking a backseat. This is not going to stand, uh, for Frank. Frank will not stand for this. Uh, he likes his romance with Carol. We all know that the doorbell rings and she had been dealing with so many other dings for the casserole and the fruitcake she's confused about the doorbell what's that ding that ding what does that ding mean i don't know what that ding means and uh, frank's like calm down dude it's the doorbell um and uh penny her sister enters and uh, needs help doing one lady's hair in the salon uh it's a madhouse in there she says but it's just one lady um and uh right when carol is about to even go help her dumb sister with that one person's hair she remembers she forgot to pick up brendan at school and frank is pissed and then carol runs out to go pick up brendan and uh penny uh who was waiting for carol in the salon comes out with a two clumps of hair and asks frank if carol has a good lawyer i mean she's got she's she's incapable this sister of doing one person's hair without ripping large chunks of it out by the roots <laughs> and she gets to stay an employee of this place for fucking how many seasons was she on the show was this the only one one the mom and the sister was on season one and only season one thank i mean that's ridiculous no wonder she fucking got canned she can't handle one customer <laughs> when your sister you is in dire need of help. You have no one. This is all you have. You have the job. She's also a pervert in her own right, this lady. Um, there was an episode where um, Dana was writing something for the school paper, and uh, Penny, her aunt, picks up the school paper, and this is a high school paper, and, and just starts commenting on how sweaty and tight the boys' pants are. And she's like starting. And then her mother's like, well, you're really working up a lather. There's so many odd things that goes on with Penny. She did get a little bit of comeuppance in the last episode. There was a little bit of business where she jumps into Frank's arms. And Frank, really, Patrick Duffy does such physical work showing our audience how fat she is and how hard, <laughs> it, is, how hard it is for him to hold her up. Um, so, uh, you know, I, the writing's on the wall here. Uh, <laughs> That must have been a cry in the trailer day for that actress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, so we go to uh, Frank and Carol's bedroom. All right, they're in bed and under the covers. Frank's trying to sleep. Carol is sharpening pencils because she's studying. Uh, and Frank wakes up. He's pissed. He hasn't gotten a good night's sleep in a week. He's grumpy. He's snapping at all his employees at work. Carol's like, I know what this is about. This is all about sex. I'm sorry, Frank, if your needs have not been met. And then Frank's like, sex? Sex? What is sex? <laughs> that's, how, that's what he says. That's how long it's been. He's forgotten what it is completely. He doesn't even recognize <laughs> the word. Um, 
But Frank's like, listen, uh, you got a big exam tomorrow. All of this studying means nothing if you don't get a good night's sleep. So get some sleep. Carol's like, you know what? You're right. She turns out the lights. But then she puts her head under the covers. And then you see a little flashlight turn on. It turns out she ain't going to bed. She's studying under the covers. Have you ever been this dedicated to studying, Danny? You're actually, you're a smart guy, aren't you? You did well in school. Did yeah, you but study? I didn't, yeah, I didn't really study like that. I, I, I don't know. I guess the, the reason I was able to do good in school is because I can remember a lot of things. And I basically just remembered what the teacher was talking about. And then when people would go like read the book or something or go to the library or like what you're talking about, like studying in a living room or something like that. Like I just never did that. I like studying wasn't a thing I needed to like sit down and do. And if I was, if I didn't know how to do something, I'd just fail that class. You know, I, <laughs> I didn't really like it. I never figured out how to do stuff where memory isn't important. Like, you know, calculus. I couldn't, I just fucking took a D. I didn't, I didn't really have any pride about it. Sometimes you just got to take that D and move on. That's what Frank's telling Carol. Carol didn't get it. So we go to the cl- college classroom. Okay, quick scene here. Uh, professor says, time's up. Turn in your papers. We see all the kids in the college classroom turn in the papers. And then all of a sudden you uh, cut back to, to Carol and she's fast asleep at her desk. She passed out. She indeed was spread too thin. By the way, can you imagine if you're like in your college classroom and then you, you sit down and next to you is that this hottie Carol? You're <laughs> like, whoa, what's this MILF doing here? Be yeah, good I mean, day. <laughs> it was hard not to get boners in class as it was in college. <laughs> but also I thought about, you know, what's interesting is that she's like, what, like 40 something in the show? Yeah. She's, I bet she sees like 44 or something. You're 44. Everybody else in the class are like dumb, basically teenagers, you know, like young students, but it's college. Like, I don't remember going to college and feeling intense pressure to like, you know, if like, if I had slept through a test in college, I could have just talked to my professor. It's not high school where everything's life or death. And she's 45. So she's not even as much of a pussy as these 20-year-old kids who might be afraid to talk to the teacher. You're 45. You fell asleep in class. You can go over to the teacher and just be like, hey, we're both 45. Do you think that it's cool if I just take the test another time? I know this stuff. I just fell asleep because I have kids. I have nine kids. I'm going to get my contractor husband to come down here and fuck your 29-year-old ass up. Yeah. You don't let me take this test over. I'm an adult. And this is college where pretty much everything goes. I mean, if she's taking a night school class too, I mean, that's even on top of that shit. Like, it's just so worthless on every, in, from everybody's perspective that it's weird that she just kind of let this slide, that she just took the F. She, she, she just took it. Um, so then we go to the living room and uh, Frank is doing, uh, or we go to the actually the kitchen. Frank's doing a crossword puzzle. And this is a nice bit of business. This is a nice uh, two-man comedy team we got here. Dana is sitting there as well. He asked Dana, um, you know, Dana, you do crossword puzzles. Uh, What is a five-letter word for honest? And Dana says, Frank. And then uh, Frank's like, oh, yeah, what's up? He's like, Frank. Dana, why do you keep saying my name? I'm asking you for a five-letter word that also means honest. And Dana says, it's Frank. And, and Frank says, yeah, it is me. But what's the fucking <laughs> word? And uh, I like this uh, Frank's just like uh, sitting there. I like what Frank at the end, he goes, if you don't know it, you could just say you don't know it. I, 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 they never resolve this. Um, Carol then comes home and, uh, you know, they're like, how'd it go? And she's like, oh, no, it was... Uh, it was good. It was really good. Um, I, I really handed in a, a, a really unique paper. And then she exits to the living room and uh, Frank and Dana look at each other and go, wow, she just bombed that test. And uh, Frank goes in the living room to kind of follow up. And he's like, hey, Carol, so uh, what's going on? And she just breaks down, starts crying. She bursts into tears. This is kind of like a Lucille Ball moment for her. 
where she's like crying like how she would uh, when Ricky Ricardo, she would get in trouble with Ricky because uh, she ate all the prunes or whatever the fuck was going on in that stupid fucking show. <laughs> um, I watched a little bit of I Love Lucy in my day. Was there a prunes episode? I mean, I remember a chocolate. On yeah, there was some chocolate. They were eating chocolate off a conveyor, conveyor belt. And yeah, that's the greatest moment in comedy history. <laughs> Look, they're eating chocolate. Look at those two ladies eating chocolate. Back that's then, how long was- ago that show was on. That was how, you know, people were like, and then there was the scene where the woman ate a piece of chocolate. <laughs> and comedy was never the same. I mean, no one had ever done that bit before. So no one had done it. Blowing. Every yeah. comic back then, all you had to do is be like, you know, I, uh, Cleveland's a shitty town, huh? And you could just crush just with that material because no one had ever said anything like that in that context before. Now everybody's literally said everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very tough to be it's original. Impossible. It's that almost... The coronavirus. Yes. Even <laughs> all the coronavirus them. material is done. You can't even, you know. Before anyone even got a chance to perform it. Yeah. It became hack. You know, I thought I was like, I was like, man, coronavirus is actually going to work out for me. I'm going to come out of quarantine doing all these uh, quarantine farts jokes. And uh, nope, nope, can't do it anymore. Uh, So uh, Carol bursts into tears. She's very upset. She tells Frank that she fell asleep. Frank seems kind of disgusted by the fact that she had fallen asleep. Like he's like not really consoling her. Well, um, you know, Frank says that, you know, you got to admit that you're human Carol. Okay. And uh, it, it, you just can't be doing the, the housework and you know, your job and the college at the same time. Let me run the house. And Carol's like, listen, I've seen you try to run the house before. It ain't going to work. You're a gross dude. It's just not going to work. Frank says he'll do it Carol's way. He'll use Carol's schedule. He'll run his construction company from home. He can do it. Please let me. And Carol says, oh, if you could, uh, I'll I'll find a way to pay you back. And Frank says without uh, skipping a beat, how about sex? (laughs) There's no joke here. It's just like, how could I ever repay you? Sex. And then Carol is just like, that's a good idea. As soon as I get some sleep. Um, I don't know if I've heard anybody on the show. The amount of times that they've insinuated that they were fucking. I don't know if I've heard anybody on this show really be like sex. We have sex up there. Like I like having sex with you. This may be the first episode where they're actually saying sex and it's not just alluding to it. Um, It's shocking. You're right that they're very free with their relationship. and It's a TGIF show. I mean, this is like a kid's show, you know? I mean, I guess it was for the whole family, but the amount of sex talk on Step by Step is wild. If you consider that, you know, Family Matters and Full House were like Mm -hmm. coming up right before this show and the lineup. Well, now, Jesse was fucking a good amount of women to start out with, and then eventually Becky exclusively. But they were but, not as clear, but there was Right, that, but, but uh, this is the thing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The way that they alluded to, like, sexy time, would Uncle Jess, Jesse would be like, huh, oh, Uncle Uncle Burn in Love or whatever. Right. Like, he'd do, like, a Elvis thing. And then, like, you know, women would be like, ooh. Like, it, it wasn't like, Carol, you have to have sex with me upstairs. Like, it was no, for like, sure. I mean, Frank, Frank is definitely more blunt than Jesse was about it, but I'm just talking about frequency of times where you knew that that scene was going to end in them having sex later. I wonder if they were close to equal. Was anybody fucking on Perfect Strangers? Um, I think Balky got head a couple of times. (laughs) And nobody would fuck Cousin Larry, right? He's a nerd. Belky's the kind of guy you suck off because he's so, he's like, he doesn't give a shit. He's got that whole European thing going on. Belky got head a couple of times. (laughs) Got head is just hilarious. I really just don't hear anybody say that anymore. (laughs) Uh, It's a fun term. um, How does How does does it work, head? head? I I don't know. It's weird. 
Um, so uh, we go to the kitchen, and now it's the next morning. Frank is, is taking over for Carol. He's cooking, he's cooking food for everybody. He's a little over his head here and over his head. You know, um, he, he, uh, he, he's trying to serve everybody waffles. Um, Dana and Karen are like, yeah, we'll pass. Uh, we don't like your cooking. We won't even try it. They go to leave. Frank's like, you, 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 didn't, you didn't grab your lunches. And uh, they're like, yeah, that was purposeful. You could keep that fucking food. We're pieces of shit. So we're <laughs> out of here. Um, so then uh, JT walks in with like a wet pair of yellow shorts. And he's like, dad, you forgot to dry my gym shorts. And uh, everybody's getting, it's all cluster fucked up. And all the kids are all upset, but they're late. So they all leave. And that's when Carol enters with her to-do list for Frank for the day. Uh, Frank looks at it. He's like, yeah, I'll get this done by the weekend. And he's like, she's like, no, this is today, dog. And then Frank's like, wow, I can't believe how much stuff you want me to do in one day. So Frank's Frank's feeling it a little bit, you know. Um, I like a to-do list. Frank seems to not like it. I do like a to-do list. Um, it helps me visualize my day. But, you know, Frank is, he's more of a man than me. So, so uh, we're, we're still in the kitchen. I think it's later that afternoon. Uh, Frank is ironing, you know, a blouse in the kitchen, but he's got a lot of, a lot of pots going right now. He's cooking some food, you know, random timers are going off. Frank don't even know what they mean. Uh, he's like, oh, that one's dinner. He opens up the pot and big smoke plume comes out and he goes, nah, that ain't dinner. He shuts it. Uh, uh, I was oh, actually, that joke was a little better written than that. Cause she, she goes, it's Karen goes, is that dinner or what's for dinner? And then he pulls it out of the oven and looks at it and goes, not that. Not that. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, they, they, here's the thing. They're all doing a good job here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing may not be there, but they're all doing a good job. I mean, Patrick Duffy, Suzanne Summers, they're stars. You know what I mean? They know how to do this. Suzanne Summers was on three, three's fucking company for crying out loud. I mean, she knows how to do this shit, man. But sometimes the writing is just not there, um, and it's unfortunate. But they do have sex, and that's cool. So, uh, yeah, he burns the dinner. He shrinks uh, JT's shirt. You get to see his shirt. It's really shrunk. Everyone's asking a lot of Frank. Uh, somebody wants to go to practice. Somebody needs to go to the mall. It's, it's getting crazy. The kids start arguing on who gets to do what. And uh, that's when Frank realizes he forgot to pick up Brendan from school. Oh, <laughs> Brendan keeps getting left at school. And then so he runs out really quick. But what does he forget, Dan? He forgets that iron. Classic sitcom. That iron is laying straight on that blouse on, and it's sizzling, and everybody leaves. Bad news. Take a break. We come back. We're in the living room. They walk in the front door. Frank and the kids enter. Mark says that he smells something burning. So then they run into the kitchen, and I swear there's a comical, comically small patch of flames Mm-hmm. perfectly i mean they must have been gone for 45 fucking minutes <laughs> minimum and the flames are just emitting from the under the iron and just on the patch of the shirt that the iron is laying on such a controlled fire it's unbelievable i mean that would have burnt the entire house down would it have not that's what I thought when the commercial was, when the commercial showed up, I was like, this is going to get really fucked. I didn't know they burned the whole fucking house down in an episode. And then when they walk in to the living room and there's not even smoke in there, it's like, what the fuck is going on? And then it was, you're right. It was just this tiny little fire that they put out in one se- with the fire extinguisher that was right there. There's barely a problem. The only problem is that Karen's fucking blouse got burned. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, Karen does. I mean, uh, they extinguish it, as you say. Uh, after it's being extinguished, it's being over-extinguished, by the way. I mean, he's going crazy with it. Al throws water in Frank's face, I think, to kind of get Frank back into reality a bit. But also, she doesn't really say that. She's like, oh, sorry, uh, you know. And uh, Carol and Dana uh, and Karen enter. And Karen is horrified that her blouse was burnt. Brendan and Mark are pumped that their house almost burned down. I thought this was kind of a fun kids thing. 
they were like, our house almost burned down. Awesome. <laughs> and then they run outside to like go tell everybody, which to me is a very funny kid take. On I would have liked it. If I was a kid, I would have been like, <laughs> oh, we could just stay in a hotel. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, did you ever have a, like a, like a big old fire to deal with ever in your life? No, I guess not. I, yeah, but me neither. there was a night when my parents, uh, got divorced that I got to stay in a hotel. It was pretty fun. You were excited <laughs> by that. That was cool. Real cool change of pace. Now, did they, you know, uh, did they tell you what was going on or did you think while you were at the hotel, like you guys were having like an impromptu hotel night? Well, we got kidnapped by my mom because my dad was trying to keep the house and got like a temporary order or whatever to be able to stay. And while they figured out custody, my mom kidnaps us and we stayed the night in the hotel. So that was like the biggest, like, like it was, you know, it's not like a fire, but it was like, that was the sort of kid snow day that I had where I was like, oh, we're doing something completely different than I thought. Cause this crazy thing is happening. God. You know, all of the trauma that goes on and, and, and still hotels are cool. I mean, still, it, there was a pool. <laughs> I, I mean, hotel, I, I actually like the idea of staying in a hotel. Like sometimes I, I often think about it, like to just stay in a hotel, just like when I'm at my own, just apartment, I'm just like, eh, it'd be mm-hmm. nice to just go to the nearest hotel and just stay there for the night. It might be worth, $135 to stay in the shittiest hotel in the world in Brooklyn just to be like, Hey, check it out. We're in a hotel. I'll mm-hmm. take a shit on the floor. I don't care. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you, they probably have like a couple of things you don't have and yeah, that's nah, worth nah. the money for the night. Maybe. Yeah. So then uh, Carol is just pissed at Frank. How could you let this fire happen? Well, Frank's pissed at Carol for her stupid list. That's just endless. It's her reason. They're both, they, uh, you know, uh, Carol's like, uh, you couldn't handle it. And Frank's like, you couldn't handle it. And then Frank's like, I couldn't handle it. And she's like, I couldn't handle it. And they don't know what they're arguing about. And Frank says that he is not Mr. Mom, but then uh, some sort of a dinger goes off and there's a souffle there or something. Um, and, uh, not a great joke. So then we move into the next scene. We're in the living room. And uh, everyone's there for a family meeting that Carol has called. Uh, Carol tells everybody that she wants to quit school for the good of the family. Everybody thinks this is a bad idea. No, Carol, don't do it. Um, Everybody but JT. Uh, And uh, it it means too much to her, everybody thinks. And and Carol thinks her family comes first and and she she probably shouldn't be going to school, you know. Mark says that uh, the kids could maybe do a little more work around here. That could help out, right, Carol? Uh, JT hates that idea. And this, um, this was actually a funny line read to me. Uh, JT, once Mark says, you know, I think the kids can kind of help out a little bit. JT kind of stands up and looks around and goes, this meeting has taken an ugly turn. To me, that was a funny, funny line read, funny line. It was good. I mean, what infuriated me about this entire ending really was the fact that those kids figuring out that they may have to do some chores was like a big fucking revelation that they didn't realize up until, and that they weren't being made to do all this stuff at some of their ages, that they're not being asked to fucking make their own lunches already. You fucking kidding me? I mean, I don't know how other people's childhood, you weren't coddled until you're 18 years old. Dana's at least 16, right? Yeah. Dana's the oldest. She's 16. The other two who are kind of older, like 15. Yeah. They they can do shit. I'd been working at McDonald's for two years when I was 16. These fucking yeah. kids can't make a fucking, they can't help their mom with a little, with a couple of chores. Fi- fucking put the laundry in the dryer. It's not coin operated. It's probably right there. You just put the fucking, you don't even live in an apartment complex. You have a beautiful home. They're also families, divorced families. Like they clearly had to help out at some point in their lives. So it's like, you know, like both parents work. So like there was a point where they were making their own food and stuff like that. It, it to me, it's, it's, it's baffling. I can't believe Dana doesn't do her own stuff. Like she's such a nerd and she's so studious. Like she seems type A. She would probably do the dishes, you know, but yeah, it's kind of infuriating. 
Um, they all vote though that they're actually going to uh, make some changes to help it out, help out around the house. Um, and uh, they also vote that Carol should go back to school. Uh, they force JT to put his hand up. He's reluctant. Uh, and then they all kind of argue about what kind of pizza they're going to order. Uh, and Carol says she needs to study, uh, but uh, unfortunately, and uh, tonight, but uh, Frank is upset, you know, and uh, he's like, uh, what are you studying? And she says, it's romance 101. And then Frank says, stick with me and you'll have a degree by midnight. The end. So there's your episode, uh, Dan. I mean, uh, what do you think? What do you think about this episode? You know, overall solid. I think while we were able to make fun of the writers for, you know, throwing out some pretty shitty jokes and fucking just flat out stealing who's on first for that Frank crossword bit. Yeah. I still think structurally it's a strong show. You know, you, you, the, the decision to go to school leads to crazy consequences for Carol and culminating in the Brendan stuff. Then we go into Frank, we turn the tables. Now it's Frank being overwhelmed culminates yet again in the Brendan joke. It was good structurally. And then it all just resolves in act three when they figure out that there's a middle ground. I think that's like, this is like TV writing, screenwriting class kind of stuff. All right. I mean, uh, I think that's a good take on this. I just found the subject matter to be boring. I feel like there's been a lot yeah. more exciting stuff that's happened in this season. And to me, this was, this was, this was lower quality as far as like excitement pop. It's like, you know, Carol's going back to college. Okay. 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 That's fine. Well, and did you watch it with Ashley at all? I did not. I but watched when this with my wife. I mentioned that I did not like this episode. And my fiance, Ashley, frequent guest said, oh, a, a, a Carol episode. And so you don't like it. Okay. I see what happens. But that's not why. I mean, if Frank was no. going back to college, I probably wouldn't have liked this one either. You know? And if anything, and that's why I brought it up was because my wife, Natalie, was watching with me. And there were definitely some eyebrow raising moments where you're like, is Frank a fucking, is he a sexist? Why is he acting like this? Well, the last episode he called um, Mark, uh, Carol's youngest son, a sissy because he was getting bullied at school by a girl. This was two episodes ago. And um, he was completely disappointed in JT, his own son, for dressing like a woman uh, to be in the band. Uh, there's a whole thing here that goes on with, with his macho-ness and macho yeah. attitude. Um, but I would say 75% of the time, Frank learns a lesson but that other quarter of the time, it's just like Frank calls somebody a sissy and at the end. It's like, sorry, dad, for being a sissy. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. You know, he doesn't learn a lesson. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of stuff to go through here, Dan. So I'm sure he'll eventually learn some lessons. Um, Would he vote for Trump, do you think? Yes. Yep. Even in 2020 with, with all this going on. Because uh, he's reasonable. You know, he'll he's listen. He's a fucking contractor. Yeah. Those guys vote for Trump. I'm sorry, contractors who listen to this show. Construction workers are Trump guys, okay? It's a bummer, but, I mean, that's the way it goes. Um, he's also a business owner, you know? Like, he probably wants tax breaks and this and that, you know? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Carol would, no. you know? Um, and I'm not too sure. I any of the, certainly yeah, I don't know if any of the kids would. I think it would be just one of those classic families where the dad is just, you know, I vote for I vote. I don't want to talk about it. You know, he doesn't want to talk about and JT, it. JT might actually be like kind of a Don Jr. clone. You know, He could. He could. He definitely could see him with his hair slicked back. You know what I mean? And uh, having a good time. And he does look up to his father. So mm -hmm. that might, that's always a problem. Um, so I ask uh, all my guests three questions. I've already asked you these questions, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to ask you again. Number one. Is Step by Step a good show? No, but it's fun to remember stuff that you were doing around the time that those jokes were funny to you. So it's good for the nostalgia factor. Good to watch, yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into the second question, which is, do you like Step by Step? I didn't at the time. I did. I watched it because, but it was my least favorite part of TGIF. And now that things are landing a little bit more clearly, like some of the sex references and everything like that, 
I actually think it might be better than a couple of the TGIF shows that I liked better. It's definitely better than Full House. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think Family Matters is still a better show. Yes. Um, okay, third of three questions. I think there may be too many kids on this show. I think one's got to go. So, Dan, if you could eliminate any of the children on this show, who would it be and how would you do it? Well, I said Brendan last time. Uh but he actually had a few moments in this episode. Mark, on the other hand, I think is redundant. Uh, I would just do a science fair explosion. <laughs> he dies and you elevate Brendan to get all of Mark's jokes. Wow. So would you think, of him, is it just like classic beakers or does, he, does somebody like spike his like volcano? I think he's making he makes a volcano. You don't see it. It's not a scene played for comedy. What happens is there's a science fair that Mark's excited about in the first scene. And then at the end of act one, somebody comes running into the scene and says, Mark died at school. <laughs> and then they explain that it was a science fair explosion. And then the rest of the episode is sad, but then you move on. Is his funeral? Bad. Is his funeral contained in this very episode? You, you basically you you every time you change scenes, you've time lapsed a good amount. So you just play the hits. You know, you're not. It's at the whole funeral. Maybe it's even just a scene like at the wake or something, and you just really play it out as though like, all right, we we this happened, we got through it, and we learned the lesson that you would learn about fucking Carol going to school and doing the chores, but you learn it about grief in that one episode and it's just fully contained and we never talk about Mark again. He just never gets mentioned. But he's not there. He doesn't show up the next day. It's a very special episode where Mark dies and it's mostly like, you know, people talking about him. Well, couldn't have done it better myself, my friend. Thank you so much for being on the show, Danny. Thank you to my listeners. Dan, do you want to plug your uh, podcast and your social media or anything like that? Sure. I mean, I have. A, I said this last time, football podcast. We just got bought up by this uh, company, Armchair Media. So we're going to start doing podcasts for them on August 1st. And if you like football, I don't, I don't see why you're listening to this. But I, I love that if you overlap with this and football, then, we, then you're going to love the show. And then I have an album. I have a comedy album called Genius. It's got all my greatest jokes on it. Uh, nothing to do with Step by Step. Though. Unfortunately, but it is, it is a strong album. It's funny, guys. Go catch that shit. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this show. And uh, good, uh, good riddance, I guess is a good way <laughs> to say it. Bye. Bye.